suppose. What are you drinking there? Oh, Venture Pills from Bent Paddle. Oh, Venture's good. I'm so, finishing out the last of the summer beers. I'm not going down without a fight. You going to uh, pumpkin pumpkin ales now? You know, pretty soon. I have a note. I, it, dude, it's spooky season, buddy. Hell yeah, it is. That's my favorite time of the year. Dude, I, I fucking love the fall. Me too. It's, especially here. This, I mean, it was hot everywhere this summer, but this yeah. summer was so goddamn hot here in Santa Fe. Like I got spoiled our first summer. Like it rained a lot. Like we have a monsoon yeah. season, but it's like, yeah, fuck you. It's not. It rains a little bit, but it's last year we got dumped on, and it was like yeah. cool most of the summer. <laughs> it's like it's hot at like eight in the morning. Yeah, uh, that's tough, man. Yeah, but it's cooling down now. It feels good. I love it. What are, what's the fall like? Does it uh, does it change? I mean, the leaf, there's not much for trees and stuff where you're at right i mean no santa fe's an oasis is like, it okay oh yeah mountains. okay because okay. uh we're up in the mountains well like we're yeah, not in yeah, the mountains yeah. but our are we got a, we have a super high elevation okay like seven thousand feet but yeah there's there's lots of green around here there's okay, tree cool yeah there's yeah it's it's a weird other universe it's awesome though i was thinking like albuquerque oh no it's not like kirky yeah no kirky i've i only went to kirky once like six years ago it was for the hot air balloon festival but everything oh, yeah. i hear about kirky is just like sad it's just a sad forgotten wasteland i uh i have a funny memory of albuquerque i went there one time for thanksgiving uh it was one of my dear friend jim his dad was living in albuquerque and he signed us up for a uh 5k maybe it was a marathon hmm. the turkey we trot like, yeah it might have been something like it was the oh uh, no it was uh now that you mentioned that it was like the <laughs> gobbler something something gobbler the gobbler <laughs> run or something and uh, the gobbler gallop we were definitely not into health and recreation at that time we were into rock and roll and smoking cigarettes and whatever else and Being i remember cool. we were walk we didn't run this marathon we walked it and Jim just smoked cigarettes walking it and uh, people were running by, you know, and I remember this one lady, you know, we were like 21, 22, we were kids and they, she runs by and she goes, you know, some of us are taking this seriously. <laughs> and I remember Jim, Jim just looked at her as she's running out smoking a cigarette. like, some of us aren't. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best comeback to that. That's amazing. Just leveled her with that yeah. comeback. Dude. Some of us aren't. Dude, I have, I have two stories from my literary universe that relate to this. Okay. So they're not actual people that I know, but they're people that I'm very close to. So first of all, the quickest one, Rick Fleber, he runs a marathon smoking cigarettes. Okay. Just like, <laughs> just to do all it. Right. Like he, he trains for it and everything. Just like, you know, it's the whole cigarettes and Jamba Juice campaign. Yeah. Like you, you can run a marathon. If I can smoke cigarettes while doing it, like you can do a marathon too. But that's a whole thing. But it just reminded me of it. And the other one was another comeback to a smoking, yeah. to smoking that I saw or that I wrote. And truth be told, this actually happened to me, but the comeback wasn't as good. Like I thought it's, it was like one of those shower arguments. It was like, oh man, I could have fucking killed her. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, like, 
It was a to- it was totally dramatic too. It was like a a move. It was almost like a movie meet cute that just kind of went wrong. Like she was walking down this sidewalk and I was coming down this way. We locked eyes. Like she smiled at me. I smiled back. And like I swear to God, I wasn't trying to be cool, but I I was already in the process of pulling a cigarette out. So it just looked like mid stare. Like I'm just like just trying to be fucking cool guy with the cigarette. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like it just literally happened that way. And then she was like, "Oh, you're uh, you're a lot cuter before you before I knew before you started smoking." Oh. I was like, "Oh fuck." She that's not how like that's that, supposed to go no it's like that wasn't even i wasn't even trying to be cool there like i was just <laughs> i mean i am cool but no hey i think cigarettes do make people look cool they do that's why everybody that's the smokes. thing i i know oh. and i know that that was that ongoing yeah. things like they don't but yeah they kind of yeah. do you i should have fucking cool when you're smoking yeah cigarettes. after she t- you are so odd These are yeah. nice. These podcasts are nice breaks. They're like therapy almost. Yeah. At this point, I kind of need them. Yeah, truly. Like, I think we, I know I said this last podcast and I didn't call you last week, but we really need to do these every week. It's like, hard to do them, but you're right. I would like to even just like doing these an hour at a time or whatever. It's yeah. so nice. But I, you know, I've been slacking on everything. I've been, I've been, I have too much on my plate, so I've been slacking on all of it because I can't yeah. focus on one thing. And it all and seems just, too much. Yeah, it really does. This grad school stuff's been pretty tough. I've been really, really uh, overworked. Yeah. Well, you're a fucking, I mean, you know when to tap out yourself, but you're a champ. Like, and I need to learn to tap out. I've been thinking about quitting, dude. <laughs> and I don't, I, that's, yeah. that's rare. I don't usually quit. And it's been hitting me pretty hard. Dude, I'm not I, going to... It's definitely not the same thing, but I quit my job. I mean, yeah, but that's to focus on what's important. Yeah. That's removing obstacles and barriers. That's not quitting. Yeah. That's that's switching gears. Switching. How was your how was your uh, last shift? Um, it was like it was it was slow. Um, it was like I don't know. I went into it weirdly because I didn't want to have any like anticipation, but then like it was so dead. It was like, oh shit, are you fucking kidding me? That sucks. But like people came back, like, but I I mean, I worked the day shift though. So people came in like the last hour and stuff and they got, they got regular lives. They can't be hanging out at the bar on a Tuesday at 11. Well, I mean, sometimes they do, but not that day. They can't. Not that Tuesday. They do often. Ooh, I love I love them to death. I still love them. I'm gonna see them again. But like those, a, yeah. I have so many, so many functioning alcoholic day regulars. Like, and they're like not even kids. Like they're older than us. Man, they're, and they're just like ratchet. I'm just <laughs> just fucking babysitting these people. God, I don't know how they do it. I I had a couple beers last night, and I yeah. got. I was a slow start this morning. And don't get me wrong, because I hope they're watching. Like, I love ratchet. I'm a ratchet person when I'm going there. But like, Oh, I go low to get high, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to get right under it. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. just done babysitting it. Well, it's a nice, uh, yeah, that's the thing with bartending is you are, you're the, you're a glorified babysitter. Everybody used to say therapist, but I, babysitter is such a better term for it. Yeah. I don't think you're a therapist because you're really not providing any meaningful no. mental health help. No, if anything, you're a pharmacist. Yeah, you're a pharmacist or you're an enabler. Like, or, yeah. yeah, as long as <laughs> like your prescription is a dollar bill. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let yeah. me see. Yep. All right, I'll fill your prescription. You know, as you know, it can be great to uh, fill your cup as a writer. You probably yeah. get so much inspiration from it. And then once it's done giving, all it does is take, 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 take. Yeah. That's a, tough, man. That's a really good point, too. That's well said because it has been for the yeah. past. I mean, I've gotten a lot for the past 18 years. I've been in the service industry just like yeah. absorbing shit. But I don't know, especially now that I'm starting to writing. A, I have to like catch up to everything yeah. that I want to write. And B, they're the same stories over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the characters change, but the stories are the, exactly the same. Like they're tropes now. Hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know what like, that means. You know, do we only have so many stories in our lives that we can go, that we can have, you know, that we can, uh, live through i mean if it's true in literature it's got to be true in life right there's the love story there's the, the the quest for power or the quest for success or whatever yeah you know there's i quest don't know for, yeah i don't i don't even know Revenge, tragedy yeah hmm. general acceptance that's uh the two biggest drivers in humanity are are the fear of being enough or being accepted and the fear of uh, not being loved. Yeah. Those are the two big things for humanity. That's really, man, well, that's, maybe we're just stuck. Maybe All right, I guess I'm done writing. Yeah. But that's just that one church, though. That's the bar. Like, because, well, like, the bar is like church for these people. And it has been for me for a lot. Yeah. Like, Sir yeah. Ben's definitely a sanctuary for me through some hard times but you yeah. or several several local watering holes that i called my home back in duluth and totally. even here too but i mean what is a church what is a church yeah i mean it's a building obviously it's a place to gather yeah. you congregate in there you commune definitely drinking passing lots of wine and eating and just like <laughs> together and stuff like that but like you're also gathered with like-minded people it's just a safe space that everybody agrees upon the same thing for just a little bit community like, yeah, yeah it's a community like life is life is weird outside of those walls but it makes sense <laughs> as backwards as it may be as backwards as the belief system may be it's kind of beautiful yeah it is the bar can be beautiful it is that's a universal story right there the bar well hell it's cheers i mean yeah. come on that that's number one that was number one sitcom for a reason everyone could relate to that yeah and that ted dancing and well ted's the man he's a handsome Dude, guy i was looking at uh there was a meme that popped up i i, I love cheers i i loved it since <laughs> i was a little kid i still watch it sometimes and it pisses off uh if some women if i if i'm dating a woman and i put it on they're like what is this I'm like oh that's hard Oh, dude, 
uh congratulations like who are you dating <laughs> well you're, you're a, fucking you, you, you're pulling some youngies aren't you yeah, like that's oh. not a good thing but they uh i was looking at the age of all of the actors in season one they are all younger than i am right now really they are all like 35 34 carla really? was like 33 34 years old crazy it, dude isn't it so weird to watch that like yeah because you watched it as a kid and you had this different perspective and now yeah you get to see it as like oh that was me they're my age like they all still look older than me (laughs) oh people well people looked a lot older back in the day like you could yeah 50 was 50 back in the day yeah hard 50 too (laughs) yeah it was a hard 50. (laughs) (laughs) it was a hard 50 like you could tell you're th- wild, man. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you can I don't know. You. I was probably going to say a few different things, but I forget. <laughs> how, I forget how old I am all the time. Me too. I'm turning forty over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're... wild. That's Isn't wild. It? I'm shopping for hair dye soon. Th- this part of my head is going gray. Right oh, here. Dude. Silver fox it. I would. I would. I would let it go, but this side isn't, and so I don't want just one side. Well. <laughs> All right, so get gray dye and just like oh, and dye the other side gray. No, no, one streak, one streak (laughs) on that side. If it was like right up here, it'd be cool, like the Sweeney Todd streak. Yeah, I just grow my hair out one giant white streak. It'd be sweet, but not uh, not just one side. I can't just do that. Ah, dude, you're a rock star. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, I'm not. It's your it's your look. I'm getting old. I'm I'm an old beat up baseball glove anymore. can still catch but (laughs) slaps a little bit when it comes together yeah yeah you might not want to catch anything in front of your face yeah the leather's getting a little ratty yeah it still works oh um not a silky segue at all but speaking of baseball gloves you reminded me of a baseball in a very wonderful book that i finished oh yeah so you finished it today yeah i finished villuela today that's awesome, man. Thank God, you for reading it. Thank you for writing it. God damn. Uh, I had, I was, I enjoyed myself so much. Like I had, oh, good. like, so, so there was a couple times, like, I don't know. My brain was just like speaking as Aspergerian. It was just like, I'm enjoying <laughs> this. I'm having a good time. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude. It, it made me cry a bunch. Well, good. Yeah. Like it, the end, it, like, son of a bitch like i don't like it felt cry yeah yeah. and like uh that fucking there's that bad that bad magic in the river man like i don't know you put some bad magic in that book yeah mr jones dude yeah because i don't even like some of it i kind of get but like the rest i don't even know why i was crying like it just i just passed through this fucking realm of emotion and i got it like just like the words that you said like ah I'm I'm there. I'm with it. I feel that. Well, that's sweet, you made me man. empathize with the characters. It's um, I, and for risk of ruining the ending of the book, but it's been out a while. But there's the part where when he maybe I'll say a spoiler alert if anybody listens to this, but it, it's tearful because when he meets when he sees his parents, yeah, he goes through. It's like oh fuck. It's like um. It's not like sad. It's like no when you when you're wrong about something and the and what you were wrong about is so beautiful that it hit it kind of hits. Yeah, 
I was no, like I sobbing, know. like snotting. I, oh, had to, I, I had to blow my nose. Literally. That's a, I've heard some people say they've cried, but but it's not a sad cry, which is really no. nice because I wanted yeah. it to be a tearful, tearful yeah. thing. It was a it was it was an emotive cry. Yeah, like it just it lifted a layer or two off of me. Man, and even, that's nice. And even a scene that like I didn't really expect it. Maybe I was just anticipating what was going to happen, yeah. but um, a scene prior to that. My temperature's too high on my phone. Ah, oh, it's too hot in here. It's a hot box. Oh no. We just we lost we just them. lost the uh the video. The good oh, video. Oh, that's right. We got this video. Yeah. Um but when Theo is go- another spoiler alert, but not really. Like when we learn how Theo hurt his knee. Like he's yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's going in like he's he's a firefighter and he's going into the building. And when he like at that point when he's just like no there's just like two more doors and then when he gets to the last door it's just like oh fuck like i don't even that one that one was like that one's kind of tweaked the floodgate like it started seeping out right there for some reason you can see his his um desperation yeah like because when his daughters no but that's uh I think that's how it ends. Or I think that's how it should end. All I mean, all stories. Obviously, write whatever story you want. But like, yeah, I appreciate. Sure. I mean, because like I've said before, I emote through story. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate, especially after growing up in the '90s, where like things weren't written as reality. It was written to be an ideal reality. Yes. Yes. If yes. I, if I can have a story end as it like might or like as a story would have might have ended previously in my life, right. like it helps me get through it. And like I yeah, it's like 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 Theo did at the end. It's like he finally understood. Like I get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, but you it, yeah yeah it you need those. To, it has to matter. Yeah, you. It has to matter, and you need those kind of endings to do that. It's not just all. Yeah, it's just not. It's not always a fairy tale ending. Rarely is it. Right. Or, but, but this one it could be. That's yeah. the thing. It could have been. You just don't really know. It's the yeah. last. That last paragraph is and 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 is maybe one of the best things that I, I feel like I've ever written. And you're like, oh my gosh, it could be, or maybe it's nothing. I don't know. Yeah. It could matter. Because I think that is what that book is. I think the genre of that book is a fairy tale. I I think, uh, I don't think it's a horror story and I don't think it's, it's comedic, but I don't necessarily yeah. think it's a comedy either. I think it's a fairy tale. Yeah. It's, if I can voice my official review on the podcast, mm. it's heartfelt and ridiculous as life should as life is as life was intended to be yes exactly it's exactly how life should be yeah goofy 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 yeah and uh moments of real joy and real sadness yeah lets you know you're yeah lets you know you're alive you got to have the balance for all this for your writing maybe drum up something i don't know yeah have you noticed Uh, any uh increase of people at all or well i have i have more subscribers after i uh well, I mean, after since I've since I've put in my two weeks in before, right. so like the universe is is working. Okay, I just I just gotta believe and let go, which I'm starting to. It's been like about a week and a half since I've been out of work. 
Okay. And like starting to let go of expectations and just acknowledge that we're here. Um, not trying to hold on to the little bit of money I have because I don't like, I don't have any right now. Me neither. I like, I've got the, I've got my subscription money. And like, I just came today at like 60, but like 60 bucks came to me today. Okay, good. And, and then, uh, I tried to hurry up and put it in my savings instead of the checking. So like some random fucking auto pay doesn't take it. Yeah. I hear you. And yeah. I got hit. I got hit twice before I got it out. <laughs> it was like, it was like a 10 and a seven. Yeah. And like, I was literally seconds ahead of the seven seconds behind the $7 one. Oh man. <clears throat> well, it's time to but it's manifest abundance. It's liber yeah, abundance is the fucking key. That's what I've been saying. But it is it is liberating. Yeah, good, because it should be. It's and it's supposed to be scary too. Yeah. Um you know But, but it's know, time. Man, it's a risk. Yeah, but like I I mean it's a risk, but like I really had no other option. Like if I had planned this like I was in my mind, I was planning for like that. If I'm not there yet, I'm just going to leap at Super Bowl. Like I gave myself to the Super Bowl. Awesome. Uh, I mean, because it's our busy season. We're a sports bar or they're a boxcar is a sports bar. Sports bar. Okay. It's only, like the only one in Santa Fe too. So it's super busy. So like that, like, all right, I'm just going to like hammer through and just like eat anxiety attacks for lunch every day until super until super bowl sunday and then i'm gonna retire and then two weeks later i couldn't fucking do it anymore man so like i wasn't like but when you say when you talk about an expiration date it's already over that's true that's a good point yeah it's that's like, a really good point it's like you how know, long you, can you, i last no you reached you're your mileage yeah yeah man what are, what are they uh yeah that uh the hose reached a hose got a certain amount of mileage yeah 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 your, yeah, bottom, yeah your bottom bitch she can only go so far yeah i was the, i was their bottom day bitch for a while and i tried to give uh, them as were, much uh, as i could they were ice uh ice cubes what's that guy's name iceberg slim and me iceberg slim yeah <laughs> nice oh dude that, speaking of like crazy uh, uh gangster shit did you see that they arrested a guy for tupac's murder no what the fuck uh cafe Oh my gosh, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I just saw a thing. I didn't get to look uh, it up. Cafe, did the nation do it? Cafe murder. Let's Google. Suspect arrested for the 1996 Tupac Shakur. Um, Cafe D. Dwayne Cafe D. Davis. I don't know who that is. Dude, how left field is that? Like, what the fuck was he doing when he got arrested for Tupac's murder yesterday? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, he like he thought he got away with it scot-free. He did for 20 years. Yeah, 30, yeah, that was like 30 years ago. 20 years ago. I'm longer. Holy crap, 30 years. Yeah, so I mean... 96, 26, 25. 16, damn near. Oh, no. My my internet's unstable. 1990. Oh, these ads keep popping up. That's what's 1996. Fucking me up. So, damn near 30 years. You're frozen over there. 
You look like Elsa. Wow, that's crazy, man. Oh, now your audio you is gone. I mean, you're you now. Speak, say something else. Hold on, hold on. Hold Connected. on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Gosh, dang it. And you, all right, it's back. All right. You, you, you're in a karate flick over there. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. I can see you. I can hear you. You, you got my like internet's a, unstable. Okay, I think your lips are back. You had a, like a two second tape delay yeah. for a second. You're like, ha! I will avenge <laughs> my father's nice. death. Ha! <laughs> ha! <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's happening right now. Damn, this is crazy. You know, Tupac killed a little kid. He killed a kid. What? What did the kid do? He dropped a gun. Hold on, this can't oh. be right. I thought it was an altercation. Ah. Uh, no, this can't be right. In nineteen, yeah, nineteen ninety-two, Quade Quade Walker Teal, a six-year-old kid, was a victim of a stray bullet in a shootout between Tupac and a rival group. Oh, but they said it's now from Tupac's gun. Oh, they clickbaited you. Oh, Lord, man. He was Good just Lord. there. He didn't shoot the kid. Don't ruin Tupac for me. Right. That's Tupac the thing. Could... These artists, these artists, you know, they, they, they grow up to write music. They're artists. They're dancers. They're trying to do, they're trying to give to the world. And then they get, but they get wrapped up in real gang shit. Mm-hmm. And nothing goes right from that. Get wrapped up with the Bloods and the Crips. Holy cow. It's always blue versus red, man. Always blue versus red. Yeah. I mean, you got Republicans and Democrats. That's true. You got uh, firefighter and policeman softball teams. That's that's so true. Family double dare. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that one. It's always red versus blue. (laughs) Always red versus blue. Like... Dude, that, Double Dare was the shit. Double Dare was the shit. You know what's even cooler about that is because uh, Mark Summers was a germaphobe. Really? And he had to deal with all that goop? Yeah. That. Talk about anxiety at work. Mark Summers. Yeah, he's cool. Health. But, oh, man, I wanted to go on That's Family Double Dare. Me too, man. Me too. All I needed was a full family. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> dude, soon as it... dude, one day I'm gonna have a family and we're gonna go on family double dare. <laughs> that is the goal. That should be such a goal for a kid. Hell yeah. Oh, I wanted to be on every show though. I uh I had some friends who were on Wheel of Fortune. Oh yeah? Um, oh they do. I think they did pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. This was a long time yeah. ago. I, wa- I watched a taping of uh, Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal. Oh, with... Uh, with Wayne How- Brady. Howie. Oh, with Wayne Brady? Yeah. All right. That's cool. Oh, uh, deal or No Deal was Howie. Howie Mandel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Let's Make a Deal was Wayne Brady. Tough to keep, it- him, tough to keep him straight. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's such a weird process. Have you ever been to a game show? 
Mm -mm. So like there's this, it takes forever to get in there, especially for this one because it's interactive. So they're calling people. So it's like, it takes like three hours to get to the show. And it's like levels of screening. Like first they have you sit in a room for a while and like they're watching you, like seeing how you interact with other people and stuff like that. And then you go in, in front of a board of people and like they tell you too, it's uh, they said specifically not to try and be funny. They said, oh. Wayne's the comedian. He's the funny one. Don't try and be funny with or funnier than Wayne. Damn. And I'm like, did he say that? Or is that their thing? Yeah, that does. That actually kind of sounds like a Wayne Brady thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm the comedian. Don't try and outwit me. But like, it kind of like, it kind of makes sense too because they're not entertainers. So they're going to like, you're going to try and get up there and get yeah. your little five minutes of fame. If you're not funny. I would have, I would have out funny Wayne Brady. I would have tried. That's probably why. Tried too. They exactly. Said that to me. So we're the guys. We're the, yeah, I know. We're the reason for the rule. <laughs> like, In fact, shit. if they wouldn't have said right. that, I probably wouldn't have done it. I'd be like, Oh, Wayne's the guy. We'll let Wayne do it. Yeah. But once they say that, I'd be like, I'm going to roast him. Right. Going hard. Let's see yeah. how you can rat rat with my tat, motherfucker. <laughs> you tap dancing fool. Right. I'm tat you out. <laughs> but oh, then, God. like, so what, it, and, but when they, and then when they turn the cameras off, like, sometimes they'll reshoot the thing or whatever, a promo. But as soon as they say cut, Wayne goes right back into the dressing room. It's like, it's not really? like, I expected it to be like, oh, like, you know, high fives out on the way and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, no, it's just like, zhwoomp, and head down. And then I think he's back looking at the audience through like a two-way mirror. Oh, that's messed up. I know. We made eye contact, though, but I kind of froze. You did? Yeah, I did. Well, because I was, uh, <laughs> I was with... I was with my second Wendy and her family on vacation to California and uh, Wendy and I had dressed up in all this, like, well, it wasn't even a weird, it wasn't even an actual costume. We just bought a bunch of shit from the rag stock and we're just like trying to be spastic and noticed. And like, it was kind of like, I don't know his resting face exactly, but like, yeah. it was kind of like, <laughs> that's, that's that's how he was looking when like i looked and like our eyes yeah. met and then i just like then i looked forward no eye contact with wayne brady right it's like oh i couldn't laugh maybe i couldn't make eye contact damn uh, that is crazy that he's like he would be a diva yeah i hate to say it because the dave Chappelle skit made me love wayne brady for yeah. a long time does wayne brady have to choke a bitch but I think Dave was probably right in the beginning. Yeah. And like, yeah. And maybe Wayne Brady is such a dick that like, or such a narcissist that like, he loved it. He's like, yeah, yeah that is exactly me. Let's do it. I'd be happy. Exactly. Cause exactly. I mean, I hope it wouldn't look like that, but like, if you wrote a sketch making fun of me, I would love to play myself in it. If it was 100%. accurate. Me yeah. too. If you nailed me, like that's, that's one of my love languages, actually. It's just like, yeah. If you if you can hurt my feelings, it's like oh, you know me. I, you, I am I am the same way. I would love to play like a really narcissistic, egotistical maniac of myself. Yeah, 
Because I feel like that's what people would hit me with. Yeah. That's Marty Christopher's was really fun to write for that reason. So he's like, uh, oh. and Pete and Gwendolyn grew up. Yep. He's Pete's biological father. Okay. And then like in the first episode, he and Carrie meet each other in college, but he's just, he's the, he's the walk and talk of campus. Like he's yeah. your small town, Mr. Everything. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, just like I got to really lean into that and kind of make him douchey, but like also lovable. But that, but you can play with your own ego in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got to, I got to make fun of myself a lot with that. Get on adult story time right now. Got to drive some traffic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get those clicks up everywhere. We do. I'm getting on adultstorytime.net. This, uh, these podcasts are just going to turn into one jet, giant advertisement. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Oh, so you want to hear my idea <laughs> for the, uh, uh-huh. For our ad. So or for the yeah. adultstorytime.net. Like I've been I've been batting it around. Like I wrote it a long time ago and I actually took a walk today. Okay. By the way, I took a I took a walk to start reading your book in the park without my phone or anything. Nice. It was glorious. I was away from nice. Yeah. It's like I'm just taking a walk for no reason sitting in the park. Like fucking look at you, man. God, Good job. I'm proud of you. Do. I need to get off my phone. Yeah um but shit sorry I, I fucking i lost the myself the ad the ad oh yeah yeah thank you yeah. the ad <laughs> um so but um i also i on my way home i started revising the script in my mind and there's two of them actually like so one is like me talking to myself and it's about like i'm making fun of myself too but like one of me is like in the booth here and he'll be poking out and the other one is trying to write and he's trying to write an ad for how to write a novel in five years all right and then it's kind of like it's two cameras or whatever obviously like i don't know how to edit that well but like it's going to be me talking to me just um just kind of bullshitting just kind of making fun of myself yeah and then lean into it at the end because i'm gonna I'm going to get costume. I got these frameless glasses. I'm going to put my hair up in a phony tail. And okay. Like, All right. Just kind of like lean it. into a douchey author kind of character. Yeah. And then oh, the, yeah. Ad is, the ad is going to end into a montage of like me, like dressing up in different fucking clothes and costumes, trying to find the right. I love it. You can do look. that. You can make that happen. Yeah. You can edit a, that. Yeah. That's an easy one. Like I can, I can do the two. Like what I don't know how to do yet is layer to where like, I couldn't have myself talking to myself on the same couch. Oh God. I, could, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Either. It's like me talking to myself from around the corner. I wonder if Ben could help with that. Oh, probably. Ben's a resource. I'll see him tomorrow. I'll ask him, you know what you could do? You know what I think the step would be camera in one spot and don't move the camera and take both takes. Well, yeah. Because he's going to have to split it, you know? Oh, yeah. I bet he could do it. I'm sure. Just to film it and let's try and we'll try and edit it. I'll yeah. try and edit it. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take a bunch of takes. Like the best, what I've known from my like Instagram video practice is like the best takes come when you like weren't trying. Like oh, you just God. keep the camera rolling 
And it's like, oh, that's not what I intended to do with that shot, but yeah, that was pretty good. I know where I can use that. Oh, dude, I I I know what you mean. I tried to st- I started my uh, audio book because I want to do it as a podcast. Because speaking of which, are you familiar with how Audible works? Um, how, how they pay their authors? Well, a little bit, but like, I I decided not to because I wanted to go the indie route. You're doing the right thing because I looked into Audible. They give you shit, right? Terrible. It's like 25% of the income goes to the artist, goes to the author. So if I sell an Audible for 10 bucks, I get $2.50. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, I sell I sell my subscriptions to to yeah. my website and it's a dollar not yeah, it's a it's two bucks a month, but like yeah. it's so I'm doing about the same and it's all coming to me. Yeah. Nobody's making tenfold off of what I created. Exactly. If I'm going to get fucked any I, if I'm going to get fucked, I might as well take it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. That's how I feel. I'll sell, I'll get maybe 10 donations through my podcast. I'll make more than tons of sales on Audible. Yeah. That's crazy. So screw them. Put that, record that and put that shit on adult story time. All right. I will. Cause I started, but I started recording this audio book for Villa Layla and I was trying to do it as a podcast and I was trying to explain that like off the cuff, but just sitting here by my, I don't know how you do it. Cause me just sitting here by myself like staring at the microphone, trying to talk to like whoever might be listening in the future is crazy. I cannot do it without sounded so scripted and awful. Yeah. It's awkward. It's been a, it's been a process, but eventually you start to forget yourself. You kind of lose it. And then it just becomes like acting. Yeah. Like once you, eventually you really get lost in the characters, but like it took a lot of takes to do that. And like, I don't know. It's like, well, Quincy Quincy Jones used to do this to his uh his uh his recording artists and 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 like background is what am I thinking his orchestra oh okay yeah to where like he would make it so like whatever late at night or whatever it's like we're coming to do this now or like they've been working hard all day it's like okay now we're gonna record right. it's just like it's like you kind of run them till they're tired until yeah. like you're too tired to think about anything else but what you're doing i guess that makes sense you get yeah. a flow he, state yeah he explained it a lot more eloquently than i did <laughs> oh quincy jones did yeah yeah oh weird one of the most groovy dudes of all time yeah, yeah uh, man you yeah, know i exactly. didn't even i didn't i played the song i was in percussion in seventh and eighth grade and we played soul bossa nova it was called groovin grooving because like because austin powers came out when i was in junior high the first one yeah yeah um but i didn't know well i mean i know he did the song but i didn't know that he did it in the 60s until like two years ago i i thought he made that song for the movie austin powers yeah no like soul bossa nova was during the bossa nova phase it was like fucking 67 or something like that that. yeah 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 Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't hear any. I can't like I can listen. I can listen to it now and not hear or see Austin Powers. But like, I don't know if that resurrected that song. Like it wouldn't be it would have been forgotten if not that. And like, so like it was an honor to have his art honored. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was an honor to be a part of the honor. 
allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. <laughs> hey, man, tell me about those other podcasts you're on. Oh, oh, thanks. I haven't um, gotten a chance to listen to them yet. I've been meaning, waiting to go to St. Cloud for a road trip. Oh, right on. Well, one of them, one of them just came out. The other one got the one other one was supposed to be a couple days ago, but it's postponed till Halloween. Oh, oh, it's yeah. not even out yet. Okay, yeah. Okay. That one was that one's called "Unleash Your Inner Awesomeness." Yeah, I just saw something about that. Yeah, Melissa Oatman. Like I met her in Hollywood Beach, Florida. Actually, very cool. Yeah, yeah. One of my best friends, uh, my best friend Eddie's bachelor party. Like Very cool. Me and all the lost boys went down there. Like that's when I like I set up ice traps everywhere. Dude, with the boys. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. The Smirnoff traps. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yes. Yeah. Like fucking landmines all over <laughs> all over our two. Still rooms. funny. Still yeah. a funny concept. Dude, I had I had to tip I tipped the uh front desk like a hundred bucks to let me in the rooms early. I love that. Uh, still it was good. fucking worth it. So worth it. <laughs> but like I met her on her last day. Like her and her friend were just like having a be- having a beer at a bar waiting to go to the airport. We still had a day or two or whatever. But like my buddy Ackerman was like trying to hit on her friend. But like I don't I don't remember what I was. I was sitting next to them, but like oblivious to them because <clears throat> I don't know. That just tends to happen with me. Mm-hmm. I'm zoned into something else. Like there's a lot of stuff going on here. We're having a good time, mm-hmm. and he keeps trying to like rope me into the conversation. And I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. Like fucking stop bothering me. Like I'm <laughs> I'm having a good time. What? And then like, but again, like he knows me well enough to like he can pull out the narcissist in me and like oh throw out something he cares about like talk about a podcast or writing he's like oh really and then like oh yeah she's a writer and a podcaster and so then we started talking or whatever uh she lives in chicago though but i'm excited to do that one that's going to be fun and then the other one was very random i just kind of answered a facebook ad i guess nice and it was what was it called living living your life no it's it's called well the 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 I don't remember the name the of the episode. Uh, it's episode like 296 or something, but the podcast is called The Jar. The Jar. I think it was like living your life as an independent or something like that. I think it had something very on the nose for you. Yeah, I'd have to look it up too. Yeah, it was Since good. this isn't running, I can... Well, and we should probably yeah. say the name of it, maybe drive some people to listen to it. The Jar podcast. About The Jar. Ken Stearns. Yeah, I saved him in my phone as cannot, cannot burn Stearns. That's what I was thinking. Like, what the hell? That yeah. name sounds familiar. Right. It's like, Episode. no, no, not Ken Burns. That's it's cool, man. Life is an ongoing draft. Yeah, life is an ongoing draft. That's a good title. Yeah. It does. He killed it. Uh, learning from mistakes and embracing growth with John Thompson. Nice. Very cool. Dude, can can I read the description of this? Because like, yeah, it, please. It felt like incredible. It's like, holy shit. Like, is this me? I feel fucking dope. <laughs> have imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. Super imposter syndrome. <laughs> so it's like our next guest, John Thompson, welcomed us into his uniquely adorned apartment in Santa Fe, a space transformed into a haven of new age universe vibes. His apartment resonates with the atmosphere as, of his endeavors, including a makeshift recording area for his audiobooks, 
a testament to his dedication. Cool. Jo- there's like, there's a bunch. Yeah. I'm going. No, Can I? read it all, please. Yeah. Uh, John's upbringing was colored by his adopted mother's determination to pursue her passion for singing, performing wherever she could, even in churches and prisons. At at 24, a significant turn of events occurred when his birth mother reached out to him on Facebook. Their meeting, along with the discovery of a sibling, proved overwhelming for a young man processing the complexities of these new relationships. As we delve deeper into John's narrative, we uncover his writing journey, which began as early as fourth grade and has since flourished into a complex and vast ecosystem of creative expression. John's adult audio work is a testament to his dedication to curating and sharing the expansive literary world. Despite his artistic inclination, John also engaged in sports during his high school years, a recurring theme in many of our guest stories. The profound influence of grandparents shines through. For John, his grandma Lona stood as a guiding force, grounding him throughout his life's journey. John generously shares his writing process, reflecting on the lessons he's learned along the way, the significance of caring, care, uh, carving out dedicated writing time, the importance of pursuing one's bliss, the reminder not to become a mere chapter in someone else's story, and the recognition that life is an ongoing draft, allowing us to learn from our mistakes. In this installment of The Jar, we join John as he opens up about his life experiences weaving together tales of family dynamics, personal growth, and the power of creative expression. Like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. Like, the whole premise of it is, um, he's got a jar, obviously, and it's full of, uh, it's full of note cards, but there's only eight questions. So he has each guest draw as we go. And then mm. like, he, he kind of keeps the podcast rolling too. Like when you've, and which is helpful for me with my uh, rabbit holes and tangents. So like, he'll be like, he'll kind of like, you know, just kind of tap the jar softly when it's time for me to write a new or pick a new one. And then he'll slowly transition it off. And then like, it's legitimately oh. produced. But the dude, he travels around in a van. He's been traveling around the country in a van. Oh wow! So oh, so you were in person with him? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I was cool. Yeah, yeah. I was full on in person. Like, uh, fortunate to be, to have been able to catch him too, because yeah. my he was here for the weekend and I work weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he agreed to stay for an extra day, and so Very we did a cool. podcast in the morning, and then he took off to Albuquerque for his next couple interviews. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, it was sent him up this way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, or he was, he was in Minnesota a little bit before. Oh, really? Yeah. He had just left Minnesota or no, no, never mind. I'm thinking about somebody else. Oh, I'm thinking about that, uh, that Christian country rap group. They were in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the bust. The bust. Yeah. What a fucking pop, what a fucking propaganda concert. And it's, uh, it was such a bit too, like, cause me and like the, the lead singer or whatever, like the, 
the rapper uh, there's a rapper a singer and a dj it's like at the laundromat the rapper and i like we i i vibed with him about like his perspective on art and how it makes him feel and stuff like that and just like the creating and the have to and the need to and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i was like all right maybe you're kind of one of the good ones Uh, but like bamboozled you yeah well like i mean he didn't he didn't get anything out of me uh because again like i wasn't looking for anything right but like i don't know i felt gross watching him bamboozle everybody Uh, and again not I don't know what he bamboozled them out of either because they came for it and they were enjoying yeah, it. And you know what? He's offering positive growth for people. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to snake oil salesman anybody. No, no. It's and like you're gen- like you're right. You're generally like speaking what you believe. Yeah. It's just like God, it was so it was so tropey and inauthentic. Yeah, like, the veneer, the thin veneer. Yeah. Like between every song, like he stops and tells this story, like he, and like again, like it's a set and it's a bit. I know, like if you're gonna tell like that story and it works, you're gonna every city you go to, you're gonna tell the same thing, right? But like they were all leading to the same thing. It's like it was for the people in the audience, still on the fence. It's it's a story about the time that he thought he had everything figured out, but then God showed him that there was no other way but through through the through Jesus kind of thing. And again, like that's how it works in that particular realm or that system of belief. So like that's that's fine. I my rub is because nobody nobody's running unless you were raised in it, like nobody's running to find a new religion unless they're in a really bad way, unless yeah, they're confused, lost. Like if you, if you prior had no belief of this and like, you just want to believe in all this fanciful mystical stuff, just like out of nowhere, like you must really be desperate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in a way, and again, if it gets you there, whatever. But in a way, I feel like it's really taking advantage of like vulnerable people to tell them that there's only one way that you can get better. You know what I mean? Like there's only this, like nothing else yeah. is going to work but this way right here. And it's like that will work, but it might not. But if it's right. not, if that's not their medicine, then like it's kind of fucking them up. I mean, a higher power is important for people. Yeah. But, but when you, but you're right. When you're saying that other higher powers are not good enough, that yeah. this higher power is better than your, than that higher power. Then it kind of gets a little snaky. Yeah. And then you're just like pointing to things that like, oh yeah, it could be like there's your straw man and them and steel man and yourself Abs- exactly. to, to vulnerable people. And so like, they're not like in the position to really think about how much sense this story makes it's like well because it says it in the bible it says it right here the scripture says that the scripture yeah. says itself that it's true oh and it's like yeah you're just like oh that yeah okay well something makes sense so that's good but I mean, you didn't take a couple seconds later it's like uh yeah, well, but how though it's so hugely complicated because there's some pages of the bible make total sense some are absolute bonkers. Yeah. 
you know, and so when you look at one whole thing, it's just like every conversation. It's like any major, any giant conversation. If you look at any issue like abortion or, or anything that like divides people, uh-huh. it's so incredibly, it's such an incredibly complex conversation to really yeah. have. And the Bible is just like that. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's like, is it some, if it's, a, I personally would have gotten much more out of the stories of the Bible as a child if they kind of didn't have to, or like, maybe not so much as a child, but like mid-adult, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. If I if they didn't have to be true, if I could just find... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, if it didn't have to be factual, because... They could some, be fables. Yeah, yeah some are abs- some sometimes it's absolute truth, and other times, like, you just have to, it's open to interpretation, or you just, there's some things we don't know. Well, see, the wisdom, the wisdom behind it, the wisdom behind the stories is true, though. Yeah. You know, the wisdom is true. It's just, I get exactly what you're saying, but how literal is, you know, throwing the net in and pulling out so much fish that you're going to sink your boat? Yeah. You know, like, is that, did that really happen or is that hyperbole? And, and if so, that's fine. If it's hyperbolic and exaggeration, that's fine if it's telling the story. And the yeah. story is to, you know, open yourself up to the idea of abundance and you know there's there's a lot i don't know there there is a lot to the stories but yeah you're right yeah. if somebody can take the lesson from it regardless of whether they think it's true or not isn't that kind of what really matters yeah that's what it should be yeah like it should be about elevating your spirit or your energy or right. whatever not... but that's never where the argument about it is the argument no. is whether it's true or not yeah because it's about recruiting yeah yeah totally yeah boy that's a really good point like we just got to get you in the door like once you're here we'll figure it out then then it's your fault like you're not li- you're not walking right you're not first person to speak loses yeah <laughs> yeah exactly we're selling we're selling timeshares in heaven yeah because like i want to know is like when did like when did god start growing or changing his mind about things like it's it's divinely inspired it's written by man but divinely inspired right but like mm-hmm. most most art is what I do, I feel yeah. is divinely inspired. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So like, and still, but like, it's still filtering through me. It's my interpretation of it. But God, yeah. like, God should have known everything right away. Like, when did God change his stance on like murdering people and stuff like that? <laughs> it's like, I was, oh, no, I, ah, uh, that wasn't a good idea. I read. Yeah, that was really, my bad. That was my bad. Like, new, let's yeah. New Testament now. Let's let's start over. I read I a really that good book uh, called John Wayne and Jesus about masculinity in the Bible and how throughout the early 1900s and mid 1900s and then the 80s, masculinity kind of changed as a as a tool as a tool to you know convince people that war is necessary and you know. I'm sure that this was used throughout all time was the Bible was always used for something, but Oh yeah. The idea of like John Wayne is this really masculine guy who's God fearing and he'll shoot you if he has to, but he doesn't want to kind of thing. And then Ronald Reagan, you, this God fearing man, but we're, we're fighting the good fight. You know, we're, we're the American heroes. It's masculine to kill people in the name of the Bible. But yet if Muslims do it, it's evil. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of contradictions going on there, but that's such a 
again, it's such a hugely complicated thing. Right. You can't really explain it in a sentence. And here my, uh, I have several and like, there's a future podcast coming for this called uh, Rick Fleber and a pimp named Christianity do a charity podcast-a-thon highlights. <laughs> but uh, a preview of s- stuff we'll talk about that on. Uh, a, a personal conspiracy theory of mine is that um, the story of Samson, the story of Samson from Samson and Delilah yep. is actually the original draft of Jesus. Samson okay. is OG Jesus. Interesting. And a woman did him wrong, huh? Yeah. But like, even, even before that, like, that's funny too, but like the <laughs> beginning of it, like, uh, yeah. cause have you read, I don't know. Yeah. It does it does. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. So like totally. he's, he's immaculately concepted. He, he pulls the te- He crushes the temple. Oh yeah. Yeah. It crushes the temple at the end. Like as a, as a kind of fuck you. Jesus, that was what Jesus was saying. He was going to destroy the temple. Yeah, no, but he, he actually, okay, so let me get there. All right, sorry. Yeah, I just, I get excited. Yeah, yeah. So, like, their story starts the same way. It's an immaculate conception. Uh Like, Samson's mother, in which it could have, like, the way I read this story, it sounded like some weird dude slipped Samson's mom some drugs, impregnated (laughs) her, and then said... Like you're gonna have a baby or whatever. But awesome. Because, yeah, she was immaculately conceived, and then an angel came and said, like, yeah, you're gonna have a baby or whatever. And the husband's like, yeah, right, yeah, right. Uh, I can't even think of any female names from the Bible. Yeah, right, Esther. Like you're fucking Ezekiel from down the way again, aren't you? Like I know. Yeah, right. You just got immaculately. We haven't had sex in months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And so, like, no, if you don't believe me, like, come with me. So they went back to the same place, and, like, the angel came back. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's pregnant. She's going to have, like, he's going to save your people. Like, he's, like, she's giving birth to the savior of, like, your people. Not uh, the, he was a Philistine, right? Uh, boy, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You're going <laughs> to save your a long people. time. yeah. yeah like so like both of them like they were supposed to come in like jesus was coming to save the people too they both ended up dying for him towards the end um but yeah it was it was the resurrection story but like samson was a fucking dickhead samson was a terrible person like growing up he fucked with people because like he had this super strength and hey, stuff beat like the that a lot of kids yeah beating the hell out of kids um and god I'd, it's gonna be a lot better when we when this is a scripted thing later on because i haven't thought about it in a while either it just yeah. popped he's up endowed right he was endowed with the spirit of yahweh dude yeah and <laughs> yeah and he went through all, like and he yeah and he went th- i don't know he was just like a spoiled kind of like dick but also like they left out some books about jesus when he was a child too like it takes if you're endowed with some shit man before you know how to do with it like when uh you're justin bieber yeah exactly like when jesus was like i think it was in like i don't don't remember some forgotten book but jesus was fucking with his teacher in like the third grade Mm -hmm. because he tried to tell him what to do and it was like bitch 
I'm Jesus. I'm the chosen one. Yeah, I'm the chosen one. I am Harry Potter. Joseph doesn't even try and tell me what to do, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm his dad. And like he turned him into a snake or something like that. He turned him into a fucking frog just because. And like he turned him back. But it was just like, I just wanted to show you what I can do. <laughs> turned him into a newt. Yeah. Uh, he did. There's a story of some necromancy too from Jesus. Like brought this dude back to life. Like you're not supposed to. Or no, that wasn't it. He killed the guy and brought him back to life. For like a lesson. Yeah. Or something like that. What book like is that. this? Uh, it's, it's not Lamb, is it? No. And like now that it's it's his uh whatever his brother's book's name. And now that I'm thinking about it, it might be bias. Cause I would be because <laughs> <laughs> if my brother was Jesus, I might write a disparaging yeah. book about him too. What was his like, brother's name? Was it Joseph or No Jim, no. Jim Bob? Jim Bob. <laughs> It was Jim Bob, definitely. <laughs> but that makes ah, I, I, a light bulb just went off in my mind. That makes total sense that like he would write a disparage. Like, yeah, you guys don't know him when he was a kid, though. Like, he was a real dick to me when we were young. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the time he turned his teacher into a frog? Yeah, he turned her into a newt. Yeah. He used to disrespect dad all the time. Dad couldn't do shit. Yeah, it was James. James. Yeah, Jimmy. Jim Bob. Mm. James. No, but there's there's another one. Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Oh, it's the bastard brother. Ah. Look up know. um look up books not in the Bible. Jude. Jude. Hey Jude. Not in the Bible. Oh boy. Gospel of Thomas. Thomas, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, um, but what what we brought this whole thing up for? It's like because times were times used to be super fucking ruthless, and it was just survival yeah. was different. Oh, so, yeah. like in the day of whoever wrote the book of Judges, talking about Samson, mm -hmm. um, like the the jews and the philistines were fucking they were at war and they yeah. both believed themselves to be right so like whoever wrote this believed that god sent samson to kill yeah all of these people and he fulfilled the mm -hmm. prophecy at the end because because yeah delilah finally got him to cut his hair which i mean he deserved it three like yeah. she asked him three times and like that's another yeah we'll just go through the whole story fuck it it's like samson they they they, they paid her to uh yeah. figure out the figure out the source of his strength and like she asked him he's like no i'm i can't tell you that it's like come on baby yeah They're, like after they fucked too pillow right? talk it was yeah, pillow it was talk pillow talk right after they yeah. fucked he was and then she's like all right well i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna do it like mid pump like what's your where does your strength come from? And then oh. he, but like he, <laughs> and then he still, but he still lied. He's like, oh, this yeah. bitch. So we told him something else, and then that happened. Like I'm butchering the story, but it's like, oh yeah, this is. And then I don't remember it. No, not really. Not all of it. Uh but three times he lied to her 
telling her what the source of the strength was. And later that thing happened. And he was like, I just told you that this is the source of my strength. Mm -hmm. And then that happened. That's an awful coincidental act. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, but you lied to me though. And like, she spinned it on him. It's like, why'd you lie to me? I thought you trusted me. It's like, okay, I do trust you. Here's the real thing. Here's the real source of my strength. So he did that three times. So I say all that to say like, you kind of had that coming, Samson. Like you deserve that. Like women get a bad rap for the, the Delilah vibe, but like he's you big fucking dumb oath. Stop saying it three times. Yeah, he was kind of arrogant. Yeah, he was arrogant. Uh, hmm. So they cut his hair, lost all his strength, and then they like, then they like hung him up in the in the town town hall or whatever to like mock him and make fun of him and stuff yeah. like that. And like they spin up the stories about like. I don't know, faith or whatever, like they all are. Um, but like he sits there for so long, I guess maybe because he didn't die along the way or whatever, but he sits there for so long hanging, you know, very similar to the way Jesus does on the cross, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hair grows back and then he gets the strength. And mm-hmm. like all the townspeople are underneath this big fucking Coliseum thing. Yeah. And then he pulls it down and kills them all like he kills yeah. a whole village of people and that was god's fucking will that's what god wanted yeah but in the new testament he didn't think that way but like man thought different because man like realized like all right like we don't have to be so fucking barbaric we probably shouldn't kill each other like we probably shouldn't fuck each other's wives right like those 10 commandments like I'm sure legit. Yeah. And I'm sure like they were very like practical and necessary. It's like we're, we've been in the, we've been in the fucking desert for like 40 years, man. (laughs) Yeah. They're pretty legit. We got to have some rules guys. Yeah. This is out of hand. Yes. Don't steal each other's (laughs) shit. Obviously don't kill each other. Don't fuck each other's wife. Don't even look at your, don't even look at their wife. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. Stop coveting. You're coveting all over my wife, dude. Don't covet my wife. Quit coveting my wife, man. (laughs) I know she's a hot babe. I know you stole my burka. We haven't seen a bazaar in fucking. I know she's a hot babe sweating in the desert for 40 years. Right. But please quit coveting her. Right. You should have taken Ezekiel. You should have taken a wife before we went on this pilgrimage. She's a hot Bible babe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) God dang it. But no, it's practical. But no, then they remixed it. Then they made the story of Jesus, which is kind of the same. There are some mirrors in there, like uh, asking the source of power, being denied three times. There's there's a lot of... Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about being denied three times, like when he yeah. was in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some definitely mirrors in there. It's interesting. What is, what is the, the story of Samson? Is it, is, it, is it arrogance? You don't want to be arrogant? Be humble? Uh, you... You definitely want to be humble. You don't want to be arrogant. Uh, you shouldn't trust women. Yeah, That's don't a bit. trust them hoes. Yeah. Love. Never is trust not just a big button. You. Yep. Never trust a big button to smile. Yeah. They're, oh, man. I need to learn that lesson, too. It's odd. It's such a fun lesson to like re. It's such a fun yeah. test to retake. Terrible mistakes. I love them. Yeah. They're the best. Uh, uh, but yeah. But what else? What else is the fucking, cause that one, 
because there's so much more to that story and i have fun with the conspiracy theory that it was a that it was a rewrite so i haven't thought about it but like i have i gotta get back into that about it too actually i might read through it later because it's a great story it's been one of my favorite stories since i was a kid like i remember i had this like precious moments stories from the bible yeah i had you know you know the precious with the big-headed fucking little i know exactly what you're talking about those cute little babies yeah and and i also had like it was on video too like i had a couple like christian cartoon videotapes and samson and delilah was one you know because we didn't have a lot of tapes so like you just we can't stream like the kids do today like you watch that shit over and over you watch the same thing over and over again because there's nothing else yeah yeah i had the same tapes of ninja turtles oh yes episodes those were dope they were like bright green or bright green yeah yeah yeah. green tapes they were sweet dude they all had like the good days man yeah they had pizza hut commercials right beforehand i've been given i've been getting crap from uh someone i've been kind of seeing a little bit because i have hulu with the ads and i have (laughs) uh with the ads i wrote a uh, i wrote a I wrote a throwaway bit about like that, about a girl not wanting to go out with him again because he had fucking yeah, he had totally. Hulu with ads. But my, my reasoning is, is that the ads are, man, I miss commercials. I miss TV when it was TV. Yeah. You have a commercial, you get up and you run and get a snack really quick, or you have to hurry up because you're missing it. Or get it was an event. Yeah. It was like, that was your moment. And they were placed strategically for cliffhanger events it made the show more enjoyable yeah and there was just this kind of like shared shared universal energy to work because like everybody was watching tjf on friday nights yeah exactly and so exactly. like yeah so we come back and it's like hey did you watch that last night it's not like eh, have you streamed this yet i'm getting exactly. to it did it's you like catch no the show there was only one chance for you to watch it you had 30 minutes, you had a 30 minute window to be with everybody else in the world. Otherwise you were going to miss it. Yeah. The pinnacle of that was lost. The pinnacle yeah. of those days was lost where you have watched the show and then you talk about it the next day. Ah, the good days, man. Dude. I love, I loved your bit in Villa Layla about lost. Oh, the- <laughs> yeah. That. Okay. So that argument mirrors why my argument for the book existing of Villa Layla for it having the ending it ha- has it, everything matters it was it was meta it was that was a meta reference it totally was and and, and it makes sense if you hear this conversation that we had because because <laughs> it matters yeah that's why lost was awesome all the stuff actually happened in lost it wasn't just a dream they weren't just dead they lived their lives and everything they did mattered that's why it's awesome. Yeah. People hated it. They said it jumped the shark after season three or four, but no, it was good to the end. What did that you was... think about the, since we're, uh, since we're talking about dated content or since we're talking about up-to-date content. <laughs> yeah. 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 What did you think about the Sopranos ending? Ooh, well, all right. My only issue with the Sopranos ending was the time jump in the last half of the last season. I didn't, I never saw the last season. Oh, okay. Okay. I know. So, I know the. I know the ending. It's infamous. Well, the thing is, so like the last couple episodes or whatever, I think of the last half of the last season, they time jump like way ahead. 
Mm. And so then you're like having to reframe the whole story in years ahead, you know, which is okay. But I actually, I, I actually like the ending because how, what are people going to do? How are you supposed to end that show? Yeah. Right. How are you supposed to end it? I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Nobody would have been happy with a, see, here's, here's where their genius really lied was. If they chose to actually show him get killed, fans would have been split and they would have hated it. Mm -hmm. If he would have lived on or whatever, there would have been this lack of closure to the story and people would have wanted to do spinoffs or they wanted to keep going with it. Yeah. But the way he ended it was it ended story's over. Yeah. Got the story and it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. Cause he was Tony Soprano's probably one of the greatest anti-heroes ever written. And the way James Gandolfini played him too. Yeah. But like, it was a great show. Yeah. God, that was a good show. Yeah. It was such a good show. So well written. Like, cause you want these, these people are terrible. Yeah. They're assholes. Yeah. They're likes assholes. Ducks. Yeah. He likes a duck. So oh, he's a good guy. The fucking ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to like him. He likes yeah. pets. <laughs> the happy fucking wanderer. Yeah. I got to uh, I got to practice my Tony Soprano. I never tried one before. You know what but, I watched the other night was Casino. Speaking of Soprano. Casi- oh, Casino's fucking great. Remember how good that show was? God. Uh, anyways, go I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm. That's okay. Casino is a great fucking movie. Yeah, dude. But no, like yeah, Tony Soprano, like you don't want to see him you're rooting for him. Yeah, like he are. he kills people, he cheats on his wife. He's like, he's not a great father, but he's very loving. He's caring. He tries. He's a flawed hero, but you want, you want so badly to have him redeemed. You want yeah. Redemption. You want to, you want to see him learn. You don't want to see him die. Yeah. You want to watch him grow and you can't, but, oh, and, an- and the way that they did the ending was brilliant anyways. So yeah, that last scene was one of the best scenes in television. Oh, another, uh, another, whatever we need to change. We got no food, no jobs. Our pets' heads are <laughs> I falling feel that off. Way, man. All right, buddy. All right. I will talk to you soon, man. I'll I'll connect with you later on. All right. Namaste, bitches. Peace out.